So I'm sitting at my desk and vaping, and I am talking about 11 things I've learned living with bipolar disorder for 24 years. Number one, psychiatric meds are not the only answer to mood stability. There are several things you can do each day that supplement and accompany the good effects from meds. For example, long, brisk walks, five, six days a week, have helped to, to keep my storms calm and always improve my mood for the remainder of the day. For the past couple weeks, I have been using a treadmill, and that, in a, that too has really helped my mood for the day and my ability to stay calm and not be anxious and not feel down or depressed. After walking or using the treadmill, I have more energy and I am more willing to stay busy with my riding and doing chores around the house. Meditating 15 minutes every morning for the past several months has helped me immeasurably to stay calm and focused, to be present and in the moment and to not let stressors bother me as much as they have in the past. Trying to eat healthy every day, not overeating or not eating enough, staying on schedule for three meals a day, not too much sugar, salt, or snacking in between meals, trying to avoid eating anything two to three hours before bed. I recommend reading the Bipolar Diet Book by Sarah Freeman, which is available at bipolar-lives.com Freeman writes that people with bipolar disorder have heightened sensitivity to unhealthy foods such as refined carbohydrates and saturated fats. The more we eat these unwholesome foods the more frequent and severe mood swings will result. Drs. Fred Goodwin and Kay Redfield Jameson have documented a pattern of reactive hypoglycemia in people with bipolar disorder. Reactive hypoglycemia is low blood sugar that occurs one to three hours after a meal. The symptoms can include fatigue, depression, anxiety, irritability, craving sweets, poor concentration and confusion, panic attacks, clumsiness, pounding or racing heart, numbness or coldness in the extremities, and outbursts of rage. That sounds pretty damn familiar to me. You, you must eat in a way that stabilizes insulin and blood sugar as much as possible. A 2009 study showed that people with bipolar disorder are one, one and a half to two times more likely to die from physical diseases such as heart disease, stroke, and diabetes than are other members of the general population. Heart disease, hypertension, and diabetes are at epidemic proportions in developed countries like the U.S. to begin with. For people with bipolar disorder, it is twice as urgent to follow a food and exercise plan that will manage these risks. Number two, I am honest with myself about my limitations and the things I cannot do if I want to maintain mood stability. For years, I did not want to believe I was bipolar. I tried to convince myself that it was only drugs or difficult life situations that caused my volatile mood swings, but yes, I am bipolar, and I practice acceptance every day in order to live the best life I can. I have a few quotes for you. 
I am just glad I've come to this place of acceptance in my life. I wake up every morning and say, okay, I'm a lesbian, I'm a black woman, I have mental health issues. This is who I am. So let me step into the world and live my truth. Shamik Holtzclaw said that, who is a WNBA player and an Olympic medalist. Carrie Fisher said, One of the things that baffles me, and there are quite a few, is how there can be so much lingering stigma with regard to mental illness, specifically bipolar disorder. In my opinion, living with manic depression takes a tremendous amount of balls. And Ellen Forney, who is the author of the book Rock Steady, Brilliant Advice from My Bipolar Life, and she also wrote a book called Marbles, which is mostly about how she came out of her depression. Ellen Forney said, What do you do then if demands on your time and energy are too much? If being strict about your routine keeps your stress level down, do that. If being flexible about your routine works better, do that. Try one, try the other. Prioritize your well-being, whatever that means. Number three. After 20 plus years, finally being 100% honest with my psychiatrist about my moods, about taking my meds, about my alcohol consumption, and if I had been using any street drugs in between visits. I have not used any street drugs and I am clean from them for almost a year and a half. Number four, limiting my time on social media to brief five to ten minute Instagram visits, mainly with bipolar and recovery followers, using the Mood Notes app, a daily journal of what is going on in my life, and the Huddle app is bipolar group and honest discussion about the illness by people who suffer from it. I use all three of those. They have helped me to learn more about myself and my illness and how it affects others. I try to help other people with what I have learned and experienced over the years. Number five, keeping a blog about my bipolar experiences for a few years has allowed me to write openly and honestly about my illness in a public forum. I always feel better when I'm able to get something off my chest or dis- chest or discuss something that's been on my mind for a while. Number six, reading memoirs and nonfiction books about mood disorders and addiction, including Rock Steady, the book I mentioned earlier, and Marbles, Mania, Depression, and Michelangelo and Me by Ellen Forney. Clown and I, The Wilding Spirit by Ryan Heffernan, Birth of a New Brain by Diane Harwood, Mental, Lithium Love and Losing My Mind by Jaime Lowe, Owning Bipolar by Michael Pippich, Two Bipolar Chicks by Wendy K. Williamson and Honora Rose, An Unquiet Mind and Exuberance by K. Redfield Jameson, Electro Boy by Andy Berman, Tristamania by Jay Griffiths, Strictly Bipolar by Darian Leader, 
Hurry Down Sunshine by Michael Greenberg, Detour, My Bipolar Road Trip in 4D by Lizzie Simon, Madness by Maria Hornbacher, Manic by Terry Chaney, The Eden Express, and Just Like Someone Without Mental Illness, Only More So by Mark Vonnegut. Bipolar Happens, 35 Tips and Tricks to Manage Bipolar Disorder, and also Loving Someone with Bipolar Disorder by Julie A. Fast, Buzzkill by Peter Goodman, More Now Again, A Memoir of Addiction by Elizabeth Wurzel, Long Shot by Sylvia Harris, A Brilliant Madness by Patty Duke, We All Fall Down by Nick Sheff, My Fair Junkie by Amy Dresner, The Recovering, Intoxication and Its Aftermath by Leslie Jameson, Drinking a Love Story by Carolyn Knapp, The Heroine Diaries by Nikki Six, Out Came the Sun by Mariel Hemingway, These Are the Days by Marcus Almond, and Another Bullshit Night in Suck City by Nick Flynn. Number 7. Getting a good night's sleep consistently the number one priority for people with bipolar disorder. I know my mood is easily off with too little or too much sleep. The meds trazodone and melatonin, white noise from a fan, and a cool place to sleep all help me. I keep regular hours of waking and going to bed. I am a morning person and I am almost always awake by 6 a.m., Seven hours of sleep is optimal for me to have positive days with less frequent vacillations in mood. Number eight. Music is the melody of my life. Whether it's in my headphones when I'm walking or through my car speakers when I'm driving. And playing my acoustic guitar and trying to sing a few times a week just for me is an enjoyable and relaxing experience. Number 9. Drugs and alcohol to combat depression or mania slash hypomania are never the answer. But I used to think they were the only answer. I have learned that I must limit my alcohol to just a few glasses of wine a week, if any, and avoid all street drugs and addictive prescription drugs. This has greatly improved my life and lessen my mood swings. Number 10. Paying attention to my cat, petting her regularly, and playing with the odd toy with her. 11. I now take quick notice the first signs of a mood swing and I make appropriate changes to my day, rest more than usual, try to eat healthier, more exercise sessions, meditate more, or for longer durations, cut even further back on my alcohol intake, and talk to someone who understands the illness and who knows me. Mood stability is a lifelong journey, not a destination. Every day is another page in a new and improved memoir I'm writing. Thank you for listening.